It's time to roll up our sleeves and get to work. I'm Stephen Krause, and this is Up and to the Right, the no-nonsense podcast where we blend your passion with proven business principles and practical action. This is not a podcast full of buzzwords or short-term trends. This is about using proven business principles to create real-world solutions in a way that suits your business and personality. Please visit our website at beyond50percent.com for a full list of episodes and what we have scheduled for the future, as well as show notes and any links or resources that I might mention. This is episode 23, Money Doesn't Mix. So let's get right into it. There are three basic things that we're going to talk about today when uh, we talk about, you know what, I need to back up here a second. So before I go into that, what do I mean that money doesn't mix? Money doesn't mix means the personal finances and the business finances. Those things need to be kept separate. And for a lot of business owners, that can be a very difficult thing to do because you're starting your business and you're maybe paying off um, uh, some cost of goods with your personal checking account or you're buying a computer with a personal credit card or you're doing something and you don't and you use the wrong debit card or you write a check out of the wrong checkbook and pretty soon it's very unclear where uh, the business stops and where your your uh, personal finances begin. And that can be a problem for a number of reasons. And we're going to talk about three categories today. We're going to talk about legal issues, tax issues, and business operation issues. And then we'll talk about a, a few suggested actions, what you can do to uh, kind of get around this pretty quick. This is going to be a pretty short episode, I think, So, um, which... Uh, you know, that's been pretty good because some of the episodes have gone a little long. So hopefully we'll get a little shorter one going on here. And uh, the first thing I want to talk about is the legal aspect. What do we talk about when when we say money doesn't mix? How does that matter in terms of the law? Well, what happens is uh, what what matters to us is asset protection, right? We want to protect the the stuff that we own personally uh, from... Uh, any kind of liability that the company might incur. Some, so if the company's you know going along day to day and something goes wrong and the company owes money, whether it's uh, a debt or maybe it's a lawsuit, God forbid, uh, something like that, where the assets of the organization become uh, uh, something that may get taken away. They may, you know, they may need to be used as collateral. They may need to be um, transferred to another party or whatever to fulfill an obligation, whether that's a debt or a legal judgment or something like that. So we want to protect our personal assets from that. And if we can't tell where our business begins and our personal life begins, um, it's very hard for the court to decide what assets belong to the company and what assets belong to us as, as an individual. And so the the important thing here is that we need to maintain a corporate identity, a legal identity, which means we need to uh, have an actual business company that's registered. We have to have a legal framework around that. And that basically puts us in a position where if our, a business gets into some kind of legal obligation or, or uh, legal issue, our personal assets are not put at risk. And it was well put in, a, in an article on farmanddairy.com uh, that said, having a separate legal entity for your farm business, in this case, I'm inserting a little commentary here, any business, 
um, reduces the chance of having your personal assets or personal investments compromised. And that's um, exactly the point here is we want to keep personal and corporate or company uh, completely set and the, or separate. And the first thing to do is make that legal distinction. And so um, the next thing we want to talk about is the tax implications. So we're going to, I'm not a tax accountant. And so I'm not going to pretend that I'm a tax accountant. What I want to say is that there are issues here that you're going to need to be uh, aware of as a business owner. And you need to consult somebody who really does know tax law in order to understand exactly how your personal situation fits in with this uh, in, when it comes to this, you know, the tax issues regarding your personal taxes versus your corporate taxes or your company taxes. And uh, so the, is it a business or a hobby? Because th that's the first question that can come up. If you're running a business out of your house and you're, and you're accumulating expenses, but you're not really generating a whole bunch of revenue and you're mixing your money. So you're writing checks out of your personal checking account to cover uh, some component or, or, uh, uh, equipment for your business or paying bills for your business, uh, that can look an awful lot like a hobby to the internal revenue service. And we don't want that. If you're running a business, we'll treat it as a business and we'll make sure that the taxes, um, or, or that the, our ability to create the appropriate tax expense forms and the the, the tax uh, submissions to the government, all of that is done as it should be. Well, uh, it, it can be difficult to document separate transactions between personal and business if you don't have separate accounts. And we'll talk about that in a little bit. But it's important that you do so because you may miss deductions or expenses, which means you're actually overpaying your taxes if you don't remember that that receipt that you uh, uh, got from Office Depot wasn't for stuff for your home, but was actually stuff for, for work, uh, you can actually lose that deduction. And so because you just misplaced it or didn't, didn't remember when you were doing your accounting that it, you know, that it belonged in the, in the company bucket. So what we want to do is make sure that, that we make it easy on our tax accountant at the end of the year to be very easily see what is a business expense, and what was a personal expense. And that way we make sure that we do maximize our deductions without overstating them so that we're not uh, accidentally uh, reducing our tax liability, which that can come back to, to get us later when, it, you know, if you get audited or something uh, and they come back and they say, well, it's obvious you didn't use this for, for your business. And even if it was an honest mistake, you're still going to have to pay that tax back and probably some penalties or something. So we definitely want to keep it separate in order to make sure that we have proper tax accounting at the end of the year. And finally, we have the business operations part of this. There are two com components of this that I want to talk about. One is treating your business like a business. And I've kind of uh, railed on this before, but uh, we'll do it one more time at least probably many more times over the course of the podcast. But, um, and the other is uh, the actually understanding what your business performance is uh, if you don't have these numbers, uh, if you don't have this money separated properly. So 
in terms of treating a business as a business, if you if you're uh, if you're just starting out and you're mixing, you're sending personal checks to vendors or um, please don't do this. But if you're using your personal business, your personal banking account for uh, interaction with customers and vendors, please, like I said, please don't don't do that. Um, uh, that kind of of behavior comes off as amateurish, not to put too fine a point on it. It's the same as using your your um, uh, Joe's Donut Shop at Hotmail.com as your email address for contacting customers or having com- customers contact you. We definitely don't want to do that. And in episode nine uh, of of the podcast, uh, the episode titles, What's in an Email Domain, I kind of go over this uh, in a lot more detail. We definitely don't want to do that. I'll put a link in the show notes for that particular episode as well. Um, but the point is you need to treat your business as a business so that you can come across as a professional. It is really easy to do most of these things. It's easy to get a free checking account. It's easy to get uh, an email domain that is not Hotmail or Gmail or AOL or uh, you know whatever uh, your your um, provider's email uh, is. It, it's very easy to set that up, and and there are a lot of either you can do it yourself; it's not that hard, or there are plenty of people out there who can help you do that, and it's not very expensive. So uh, that would be uh, those things are very important and very easy to do. Um, and we want to make sure and, and, and check that out. There, one thing that just occurred to me, I don't have this in my notes, so I might dig around it for a minute, but here, but, uh, the other thing that we, we, you might want to consider is if you're running a business out of your home, if you put your address on anything in this day and age, you know, 20 years ago, it might not have mattered too much because an address, it, it was an address, but now it's very easy for people to look up your address in a search engine and see it on a map and go, Oh, yep. That's in a cul-de-sac and we'll know exactly, you know, or we will make assumptions about that in terms of your business. So there are ways of getting around that. You can, uh, you know, get, uh, an email, not a PO box, but there are services out there where you can get a, a an actual mailing address that's within your, you know, within a, a business park or something like that. Uh, it's worth thinking about if you're going to be communicating with people uh, who will have, who will be making some kind of judgment about where you run your business out of. Um, and it may not matter to you, but I just wanted to point that out. There are solutions to that if you do have that concern. So the other thing I was talking about is, is it can be difficult to understand the actual operating costs of your business. So what you can end up with is your, um, you're looking at your profit and loss statement, hopefully you're creating one on a regular basis and taking a look at it. Um, but if your money isn't well accounted for that profit and loss statement is probably not going to tell you as much as it, it should. And it's not going to give you an accurate picture of your business. And we definitely want to fix that. We want to have the best possible understanding of what the financial picture of our business is as often as we can. Um, you know, and so the, the, Statements that we talk about a lot are the statement of cash flows, the uh, income statement or profit and loss statement, and the balance sheet. Those three documents are all dependent on accurate information in the first place. You know, garbage in, garbage out, if you've heard that before. So if you want to truly understand where your business is at any given point in time, you need to be providing your system 
with accurate information with regards to your money. So uh, we want to make sure that those are separate so that the business stands on its own. And it'll be very easy to see if a business is leaning on you too hard. If you pull out all of the stuff that you're funding and all of a sudden it's not, you know, it's not profitable or, um, uh, or maybe you'll find out it's more profitable. Uh, it's just, it's really important to have that stuff in, in uh, all of those expenses properly accounted for so that you do understand where your business really sits. So that's it. There's just the three components that I wanted to talk about today, the legal issues, the tax issues, and the business operations issues. And they are really important. Um, and it isn't too hard to get out from under that if you find yourself in a position where, oh, wow, I've been doing this for a year or six months or 10 years, and I really have been mixing my mixing my funds. Um, the first thing to do is make sure that you uh, get uh, a legal entity put into place. If you don't know how to do that yourself, get an attorney and have them help you do it. It's worth the expense to make sure that that will help you separate your personal and corporate or company assets so that your personal um, assets aren't at risk if the company has an issue. Um, make sure you have an accountant. You don't have to have an accountant on staff, okay? But you do need to have access to an accountant that you can ask questions, who you can uh, refer to when you don't understand something, and who can help you set up your chart of accounts and your accounting system, whether you're using 17 hats or QuickBooks or Excel, um, you need to have a solid system for, for accounting properly. Um, so those are the two, two people, two resources that I would definitely get in touch with. If you don't already have people you trust an accountant and an attorney, um, listen to them, they will help you. And, uh, so we talked about creating a legal entity. That's task one get a business checking account and use a formal system of accounting. Those are, are the three things that I would say are the most important to walk away with today uh, from this episode is get that legal entity put into place, get a business checking account. You can get them free at many banks. So all you have to do is have enough money to open the account, you know, 50 bucks or 250 bucks, and you can solve that problem and then use a formal system of accounting, which there are, it didn't used to be that this way, but there are a lot of really good cloud solutions these days. Um, and I mentioned a couple of uh, QuickBooks and uh, 17 hats and, and uh, there's Sage has a product. There's zero spelled with a Z um, there's wave. Uh, so, you know, it just goes on and on. There's a Zoho has an accounting uh, package also. So there's lots of options out there and you can look and see which one, fits your, your needs the, the best. And you are going to pay something for that, but it is really important. Uh, you know, the, the between probably 10 and $25 a month for a lot of small business owners, maybe up to 40 or 50. Um, if you have a mid-sized business or you have inventory, you have to manage, um, that expense over the course of a year is going to be worth every penny when you end up with, um, at the end of the year, having, a, a document or a, 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 an online file that your accountant can go to run the final financials, probably put in some entries some year end entries or something, and you're done. And you're not digging around in your shoebox for, Oh, this was a business expense. This is a personal expense. If you keep up with it throughout the year, 
you've got it set. And, you know, it's December, I'm recording this on December 2nd. It'll go out uh, December 3rd or 4th. Uh, so it's a really good time to start planning for 2020. So the, the, um, so that's it on, on uh, money doesn't mix the next couple of episodes. I am going to, to do a two part series, uh, based on what is a business model. And then the second one is going to be, is there any point in using a business model if you're not a huge, uh, publicly traded company? Do, is there any value to that to us as small business owners? So um, I'm excited to put that together. I think it will be very interesting and, and helpful for people. And either, you know, we will learn that uh, we can put that to bed and never worry about a business model again, or we'll learn how to get value out of it. So uh, look forward to those things uh, in the next couple of weeks. I'd like to thank you for listening today. Your questions, comments, or suggestions are welcome at q.a at b50p.com. You can subscribe to the Up and to the Right podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, YouTube, or you can listen to each episode at the website at beyond50percent.com. And I don't know about you, but for me, it's time to get back to work.